Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. What's your daily devotion for October the 8th? Oh, I did it. I did it. a winner chicken dinner. Do you believe that? I mean, look at, look at. If you're for, if you're new to the Man Cave, I always throw the sheet, tell you the day of the daily devotion. I'm always swiping at it. For the last four or five days, I haven't been able to catch it. Did you see that? Look at. I can't. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See, I, it's not me. It's the Lord allowed me to grab that right out of the air. See, the pride met, the old prideful met with me. Yeah, that's how I roll. I did it. I went, no, it was all Jesus. He knew I needed that. You know, he knew I needed that. That's awesome. Hey, today we're going to talk about the anointing and how it affects your life. It's an awesome text and it will give you perspective how to move forward in the future. And was that not just totally awesome, guys? Honestly, honestly. I'm just so jazzed about it. You know, this is the second clip, and I can't stop talking about what God just did in my life. Give him the honor. You know what I'm saying? Did you notice I didn't say it was me? That's free. Hey, today we're going to be in 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. And I want you to listen to this text. I'm going to read the text slow so you can grasp it. Because here's the thing. Once you understand the principle of this, it really helps you going forward in the things that God is going to ask you to do. And the, the things that God places in your heart and your mind. It says this. As for you, that's you and me, okay? The anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, okay? Not counterfeit, just as it is taught you, remain in him. And you're like, Matt, that's an awful lot to swallow down. Let me simplify it. God's going to ask you and I to do some things in life. We just can't do them. I mean, we really can't do them. But he's going to qualify you, okay? When he asks you to do something, he's going to place an anointing on you, okay, to accomplish it. Meaning he is the qualifier. I, I think, imagine this, you go to a job and you're applying, I'm holding this because the wind's blowing. You go to a job and you're applying for a job, you don't qualify. I mean, the, the boss asks you this. You're interviewing with all these people and they go, can you do this? Do you know this program? Uh, tell me about your history. Tell me about your background. And here's the thing. You, you don't qualify. I mean, you really don't. Now imagine this. A gentleman walks in. It's the owner of the company. Man, is that you? And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And the boss, you know him. You know what I'm saying? One day, the boss had a flat tire, okay? And you stopped, introduced yourself to him, changed his tire, had a conversation. He told you where he went to church. You told him where you went to church. And you know what I'm saying? And now you're interviewing for a job, but you have no idea who the owner of the company is, okay? You're talking to some guy. Yeah, he's a higher up. He's a sales manager, but he's nothing like the owner of the company. And he says this, the, the owner of the company looks at the sales manager and says, hire him. Do you see what I'm saying? We'll train him. Whatever it takes. Watch this. When God's calling you to something, he's going to place an anointing on you that's going to train you up in how to accomplish that thing. God takes full responsibility for training you in that thing. That's why the text talks about you don't have to learn it. I'm going to teach you how to do it. Learn this in life. More times than not, you and I are trying to qualify ourselves to something that God has called us to do, go, or be. Okay? 
I can't talk to that person. That, that person's a billionaire. Are you kidding? Friends, I've talked to more billionaires and millionaires than you can shake a stick at. And you're like, how, how's that? God had me come across their path. One day, I'm in the middle. Watch this. I'm in the middle of this town of like population of 900, okay? I'm asked to fill the pulpit at a church, okay? And I'm sitting there. The church, if it was filled to capacity, watch this. If it was filled to capacity, could only hold 100 people at best, okay? There's no padding on the seats. It's an old rickety church. But in the back of the church, as I'm preaching, and guys, I just started preaching at the time. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't polished. Okay? I'm just filling the pulpit, you know, just kind of getting, you know, uh, spreading my wings a little bit. You know, the mother eagle kicked the baby eagle out of the nest. That's me. But I noticed out of all these, you know what I'm saying, people, there's two people that kind of they kind of stand out. You know what I'm saying? Everyone was kind of dressed like I would dress. You know what I'm saying? We all look nice. But these two people in the back, I noticed, that, you know what I'm saying? There was something different about them. Well, I just preached my sermon the best I could. I rested on Christ. The anointing was on me. I, you know, and I wanted more myself. But the message that got out was what God wanted to go out. See, I think we put standards on ourselves of how I wanted the message to go, what I wanted to say, how eloquently I wanted to speak. And guess what? None of those things are me. I'm not in the man cave, okay? I was born in the man cave. I'm, I got to mention that to my mom, though. Ma mom, where was I born? <laughs> and she's going to say, you weren't born in the man cave. Well, shortly after I was born, I was in the man cave. I'm watching you. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this, okay? So I, I wanted more, but God gave me as much of, as I needed of him to do what he wanted to do. You know who was in the back? It was the owner of one of the largest coal mines in the area where I was, billionaire. He comes up and he's, and he's a nice guy. I don't know who he is, so I shake his hand. You know, I notice when he gets in his car, he's in the top of the line Escalade. I mean, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm driving a hoopty at the time. You know what I'm saying? I got to put more oil in it than gas. That's a whole nother story. How God sustained that car. That's a miracle, baby, because that was a piece of junk. Watch this, okay? The next Sunday, I get the opportunity to preach there again to fill the pulpit. After the service, he walks up to me and he says this. The Lord led me to give this to you. I didn't know how to get a hold of you all week long. I, I had to get this to you. I mean, he was so burdened. This is, watch this, because I'm, I'm in Bible college, okay? He says, I have been so burdened this whole week, and no one knew how to get a hold of you. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the truth. So listen, an FBI, a satellite, a coon hound, and GPS couldn't have got a hold of me. I'm out in the back of a hall or somewhere, okay? But watch it. That's a whole other story. It's a good one, though. I'm going to tell it one day. Watch this, okay? He gives me a check. He says, I want you to buy everything for your kids for Christmas and have a wonderful Christmas. And, um, you know, it's rude to, like, you know, open the envelope. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? Here's the thing. You're like, how much was it, Matt? That's not the question. Where'd the check come from? Well, it came from, the, it came from the billionaire. No, it didn't. Where did the check come from? The check came from God. God spoke to the man to give me it. He was burdened. When he said the word, I'm burdened, that's the Lord. When God's asking me to do something and I haven't done it yet, he places a burden on me, a weight on me. Because here's the thing, uh, delayed obedience is disobedience. We have to obey immediately or we get a, a heaviness to us, okay? Because we're not listening and we're not doing what he said, okay? doesn't matter how much the check was. And yes, the kids had a totally awesome, totally awesome Christmas. Merry Christmas, okay? I had a good Christmas too. Tracy had a great Christmas, okay? Think about this. Let's go back to our text. When God's asking you to do something, 
We're always going to feel inadequate. We're not going to feel trained. We're going to feel, I'm not enough. Perfect example, Moses. Moses is tending, okay, watch this. Sheep on the backside of Mount Horeb. They weren't even Moses' sheep, okay? They're his father-in-law's sheep, meaning he's hired help. He, it basically, what does it mean, Matt? He's a minimum wager. I mean, it's not his sheep. I'm hiring you out. You married my daughter. I'm doing this as a benefit to you. God's teaching them for 40 long years, okay? And finally, you know the story, the burning bush. Take off your sandals for the place that you're standing is holy ground. Why is it holy ground? Because wherever God is, it's always holy ground. God's inside you. Be holy for I am holy. Are you living that life? That's free. That's free. That's free. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move. Stick with me. Stick with me. Okay? So he says, hey, you know the oppression my people are in. You know how they've been crying out. You know how the taskmasters have been whipping them, beating them, and all this stuff. Moses says, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Because Moses knows. Because Moses killed an Egyptian because of that same thing. Because why? Moses had a burden for the people of God. But Moses acted prematurely thinking he was going to bring the resolution. Okay? So early on, Moses already is lining up with God's will. What's going on here is wrong. These are your people, God. They're being mistreated. They're being oppressed. Okay? They're being killed. They're being slaughtered. Okay? So God comes to Moses. By this time, 40 years, we'll humble you. Can you I mean, he's humble. They say in the Bible, there is no one more humble than Moses. God says, hey, you're the man. I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. I can't talk, Lord. Bible says he was an eloquent speaker. Are you kidding me? He was trained in Egypt. He knows how to speak, okay? Even if you're just speaking to sheep, you're still speaking, okay? Okay, but wait, let's not wax eloquently. Not like my first sermon, which I could not speak. Couldn't hardly put two words together, but God, whatever I said was what God wanted said. I, I wanted to be, see, look, I wanted to be some great Billy Graham up there. I'm never going to be that because that's not the anointing that is on me. I am what I am by the grace of God. That's what Paul said. Okay, so Moses is arguing with God. And finally, he said, look, God's listening to it. Moses says these words, which are not good. He says, no. Okay, God was not mad up until the point where Moses said, no. You don't, look, you want another free tip of the day? You don't say no to God unless, unless you're just stupid and foolish and an idiot. Okay, if you're a psycho crazy, go ahead. But I tell you what, I've learned in my life, God doesn't take that sitting down, okay? You don't say no to God. He gets angry with him finally, okay? But what, and you're like, Matt, why are you telling me this? Moses didn't feel adequate, but God is placing an anointing on him and that's what, see, it is God who qualifies Moses to stand before Pharaoh. It's not Pharaoh. I don't, I don't know why it is that you and I think that it is us. See, if we're, if we're thinking it's us accomplishing a thing, it's idolatry. I'm doing it in my own strength, my wisdom. You know, when you say I can't, that's the greatest thing you can ever say. Because you and I can't. We can't do the things that God wants of us. But he can. All we are is empty buckets. Okay, think of yourself as an empty bucket. What do I need? I need God to fill that bucket with himself, with the anointing, with the fresh word from him, with living waters. Then that which is impossible becomes possible. Throughout scripture, you're always going to notice this. So no matter where you are in life, whether at work, whether at home, in a relationship, 
What you need is God's anointing in that relationship. What you need is God's anointing and blessing at that workplace. What you need is God's anointing, okay, over your finances. That's what you need, okay? And oftentimes we're working, watch this, watch this, we're closing. We're working outside of our anointing. Oh my goodness, how do I know? When it's hard, when you're not enjoying it, when you keep on hitting brick walls, when you keep on getting yourself in trouble, when it doesn't come naturally. Friends, when the anointing's on you in a certain situation, for instance, if it's work, watch this very carefully. You could care less if they paid you or not because you just enjoy doing it. That's why they say, you know, when you found your dream job is whether they paid me a dollar or not, I'm just going to continue doing it because the anointing is on me. It comes so naturally. When God's presence and himself is in you as the anointing, as the oil upon your forehead, like the oil that was poured on King David's head from Samuel, okay, it comes easily. It's not, no more strife, no more hardships, no more you trying to get it done. It, it just happens, okay? That's how you know you have the anointing, okay, in an area. And if you don't, ask yourself this. Has God called me to do this thing? Is it God that has called me or was it I jumping the gun and I got myself into something that I don't qualify for? I hate my job. I hate my boss. I want to tell him where to go. You know what I'm saying? Life is terrible. You're working outside of your anointing. You're working outside of the plan and purpose that God had for you. God has a perfect will for you and he will let us in our free will get ourselves in these situations because even in the situation, God hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you, but he's training you up to what? To realize I need God. All right. Hope that helped you out. Hey, it's a nice, beautiful day. Here, here's the thing. We're in October, okay? And here's the thing. Today, it's like 95 degrees with the wind coming out of that way. And listen, you know what's killing me? Honestly, I'm going to share from my heart right now. You know, we're, the devotion's over. You can click me out, but you got to listen to this. I guess there's some kind of party over here, okay? And they're frying chicken. And it's just absolutely killing me because I love fried chicken. And I'm sitting here trying to do this devotion and all this fried chicken smells coming my way. And here's the thing, I think I'm going to turn it off, walk over there, introduce myself. You know what I'm saying? Is Matt from the man cave. And here's the thing, if there's tables there, I'm just going to act like I'm an employee. You know what I'm saying? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, oh, oh I love the coleslaw. Oh, potato salad. Oh, look at these fluff Hawaiian rolls. You know what I'm saying? I might talk to the boss and introduce myself. Hope he's a Christian. You know, I'm starving over there. I'm not going to steal chicken, guys. But listen, somehow, someway, that chicken's going to be in this belly. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Okay, somehow, someway, I don't care how high I got to go up to it. Who's the boss? Who's the president? Who's the owner? Okay, hey, are you a Christian? Because I'm a child of the living God and I'm doing devotions over there and I smelt your chicken. I wonder if you would like to part with a piece of chicken and maybe I'll pray a prayer of faith over you and maybe the favor of God will follow you. I don't know. I got to say something because I got to get that chicken. That chicken is good. I'm starving over here. I feel like I'm John the Baptist in the desert proclaiming the way he's coming. Get right with God. And God is coming, guys. Listen, 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 listen. Let me leave you with this. Just like John the Baptist said, he was telling those cats, he's telling them all, stop being hypocrites. Get right with God. God's coming. Friends, there's too many things going on around the world and too many fulfillments of prophecy and scripture that are happening. Even right now, make sure you're in right relationship with God because one day he's going to call us home and I want you to be there. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.